Well, good morning, Dr. Hatfield, and welcome to day 10 of our reading plan as we read through the book of James. In this time, I want to invite you to read, meditate, and pray over these passages as we trust God for a faith that works. James 2.14 says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works? Can such faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, stay warm, and be well fed. But you don't give them what the body needs. What good is it? In the same way, faith, if it doesn't have works, is dead by itself. But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you faith by my works. You believe that God is one? Good. Even the demons believe, and they shudder. Over the December holiday, I enjoyed my first ever game of Monopoly with our two eldest, five and seven years old. And of course, it went exactly as you would think. Lots of laughing, lots of confusion, and then boredom setting in at about the 20 minute mark. But the one thing that kept puzzling my son Ben is why he could not use all of this newly acquired wealth to go and buy ice cream next to the beachfront. I kept having to explain to him that though it looks like money, feels like money, and is even called money in the game, It is in fact not money. This is what James is dealing with in this very famous passage. This thing that we call faith that's so central to the Christian religion. We are saved by faith. We walk by faith. We put our faith in Jesus. What is it? And how do you separate the fake from the real? Well, James provides two versions of monopoly money faith, counterfeit faith, intellectualism, and secondly, emotionalism. First up, James's first illustration is simple. A poor Christian comes into a church without money or food. And instead of helping this person, some so-called Christian simply gives them nice words and encouragements. Swapping out deeds for words, they send the suffering person on their way. James makes it clear. Faith, that's all about knowing Bible facts, saying and singing the right things, reading the right books, and thinking that talking equals walking is surely monopoly money faith. We can't just talk about Jesus. We must follow him. Galatians 5, 6 says, What matters is faith working through love. Other people's needs are our needs as Christians. Even Jesus warned in Matthew 7, 21, that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who Do the will of my father. James' second illustration raises the bar and shocks his audience. He says, if your faith is all emotion, you believe like a demon. Whoa. James says demons are not atheists. They know who and what Jesus is. We see this all throughout his ministry. They believe with their minds. They even respond with emotion. He says they shudder. In other words, they tremble and shake at the thought. And yet it does not change the course of their soul, of their allegiance, of what they worship. James asks in verse 14, can such faith save? James is saying you can be enlightened in your mind, even stirred in your heart and still worship yourself. The old saying goes, where there's smoke, there's fire. The one will lead to the other. You don't see volumes of smoke pouring out of a building, but not a single lick of fire inside. Or see this raging fire consuming a building 
and yet not give off a single puff of smoke. No, smoke doesn't create fire, but naturally comes from it. So too, James says in verse 17, real faith is never by itself. Our good works can't create faith, but come naturally from it. The famous French theologian John Calvin put it like this, we are saved by faith alone, but the faith that saves is never alone. Having simply an intellectual faith, knowing true facts about Jesus, or having simply an emotional faith, experiencing tingly sensations during a church service is not actually faith. True faith is the cross of Jesus leading to a changed heart, a changed mind, and a changed life. So as you reflect and pray today, here's a question. In what way do you entrust your entire life to Jesus? And what kind of servant posture would that bring forth in a season such as this? Let's take this to him in prayer. Let's be honest and open. And let's trust God for a faith that works. I'll see you tomorrow.